Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could. Well, it's a beautiful morning, Dad. Mm. It's almost always that way, really, here in Big Island of Hawaii. Yes, there's uh, exceptions, but they are rare, honestly. We are episode number this is episode number four for the talking story podcast and this is just a crazy endeavor that we've taken on as a father-daughter team and it's been fun doing this the past year but we're also a couple weeks away from thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorite seasons i just love thanksgiving i love christmas it feels a little different when you're here in hawaii celebrating these holidays because you don't have the seasonal change don't have the fall colors i miss the (laughs) fall colors i love it we're you know colorado originally so we know fall colors and then i went to school in the midwest which they have a beautiful fall and then you're here in hawaii and you're like what's what cracks me up is being i was at ross the other day doing some shopping and there's just a major display of fall type things for sale uh wreaths and and things with all the fall colors and i thought yeah but for people here in hawaii a lot of them can't resonate they've never been off the island It's an interesting thing. Well, what's interesting about Thanksgiving and Christmas, especially Thanksgiving, is obviously people take the time and they start to explore what they're thankful for. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the implementation of gratitude that I've started in my life. Yeah, and how did that come about? Because I just heard about that. Yeah, so it started by listening to podcasts. So I did not know about podcasts, really. Uh, It was introduced to me by my cousin, Haley, and one of the gals that I avidly follow. Uh, Haley told me a little bit about her. She's an author and has a podcast. And I started listening to these podcasts. And all of a sudden, I realized I can listen to podcasts while I'm driving in the car. I have a 20-minute drive to work, and I have a 20-minute drive home or when you're out jogging or when I'm out jogging or when I'm doing dishes I can vacuum and listen to podcasts and so as I started to go wait a minute I have this extra brain space that I'd like to fill I'd like to be inspired I'd like to become a better person I realized that podcasts could fill that so I've been listening to people who they don't know they've been pouring into me for the past year and a half and they've been inspiring me to use my life to be a better person, to help better people, to help grow a business in a better way. And so that's kind of why I decided, you know what, I'd like to start doing a podcast because there's a lot of people whose stories need to be shared, who've inspired me. So anyways, I now start my day or finish my day with five I'm thankful for statements, gratitude You write them down, statements. don't you, a lot of times? I write them down. Or all the time? Every day, I write them down and I just have started to make this a habit in my life because it's starting to change my perspective and it's been incredible because I now start to try to find things throughout my day that I can be thankful for, even if I had a crummy day. 
and I reflect back and go, okay, I have to find five things that they I'm thankful for. They don't have to be five for. new things? New things. It can't be like overall general statements. That's 365 like, days a year I times know, five. It means you're coming well, up with 1,600 yeah. things. That, that's cool. I cannot say I'm thankful for family 365 <laughs> times. I have to. What about family in that specific day am I thankful for? I got you. So anyways, it's been really exciting and Thanksgiving is around the corner, but I just want our listeners to be inspired by podcasts and I hope that they will subscribe to this podcast and become an avid listener. And share it. Give us, share it on your social media give us feedback we're going to continue to be better podcast host as the months go on but we really are appreciative if you've joined us and are starting this journey with us we just really want you to be inspired by these people ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things and that they by just listening to this podcast and listening to their stories they may be giving you tools that you can implement in your own life and make your life more purposeful and better and meaningful. Okay, well that transitions into what is today's podcast about? So people who have just tuned in, what's the takeaway? What can they expect? What's coming up? So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit, Dad, I think about your and my relationship. Whoa. So we'll give people the inside scoop to the Bob and Kelsey father-daughter relationship. And, and I just need to say, it's not because either one of us uh, think of ourselves on some kind of pedestal, because oh no, we absolutely are not. Not the best father, not the best daughter. We, we're, we're like everyone else, but we have a very special relationship, and it is kind of it's going to be kind of fun to share it, but not again so that we're pointing to us, but we just want to inspire because we know we have listeners. Well, let's put it this way. You don't come with the inside brain knowledge and you're born like instinctively to be the absolute best parent you can possibly be you have to learn and uh, if you you learn a lot from your own parents or guardians and you but you also learn by their mistakes and you say things like i'll never do that uh, and then sometimes you find yourself doing exactly the same thing but anyhow um you read some books uh you hear a podcast um and you there's takeaways and our idea and today is just to maybe some practical things that you've thought about some things maybe you haven't thought about um and that your idea at by the end of this is whether you're a parent or going to be a parent uh or a grandparent there's going to be some takeaways we hope on uh, like ah i could do that i could I, I haven't thought about that and that would actually uh help me be a better person so here we go we're gonna dive into this and we're going to start by, yes, it's going to give a little insight into the Bob and Kelsey. We're nothing special. But we just listened to two extraordinary stories, one with Jessica with Ho'olanapua, mm. one with Tony and Fronda at Heart Ranch, both nonprofits here in Hawaii, and special and near and dear to my heart. Yeah, three people I highly admire too. Oh, incredible. The work that they're doing. But I'm going to touch a little bit because it's, a passion of mine and that is the world of sexual exploitation or sex trafficking and I think people are starting to hear more about it because the light is being lit in the darkness people are starting to go wait what's happening and it can happen here in my community and why we wanted to talk a little bit about the father-daughter relationship is because I think that's an essential piece to prevent sexual exploitation now it's not going to be a hundred percent guaranteed 
But I do believe that relationship that starts within the family and especially a father and his daughter, there's something really special about it. And I mean, I have not been the most fabulous daughter and growing up, I had my issues. But what I really appreciated, Dad, was the fact that you were really intentional with me and we also I also have a brother Trevor um you I know sacrificed time and probably things that you would have preferred to do to make sure that you spent that time with Trevor and I and I don't take light of that sacrifice and I really think it was really important in who I am today and that we still have a great relationship it hasn't always been easy even in our my adult years but that we're still intentional, you're still intentional with me, and I'm still intentional with you. And there's something that I really remember growing up, and that is a, I think I was 12 years old, and it was a big deal, but we went out on a father-daughter date. Is that what you called it? I don't we, remember, I just. Well, we did quite a few father-daughter dates, but you're talking about a very special one that was more intentional where I had in my mind that I wanted to give you a a, a special ring, uh, often called a purity ring, and talk about, uh, you know, living life purity, and just telling you, you know, Kels, I love you. I'm here for you. You know, you're going through a different phase in your life. You're about to, uh, you know, go junior high and high school. The pressures are different. And and, uh, and it, it wasn't a brand new concept. I had heard it from someone else and took your brother as well. Um, and, and to this day, think that that's something that uh, really every father should probably do sometime with all of his kids, One, not just uh, in a big group setting, but a, a special date. And I don't want the people who have maybe sons and don't have daughters to tune this episode out just yet. We're talking right now about a father-daughter relationship, but I think about what we're talking about is going to apply to mothers and sons or fathers and sons. But that intentionality, I just remember the idea that you loved me and you knew that there was a new season ahead of me and that you wanted to be there for me. I think that's really essential because with the sex trafficking world, a lot of times what you find are kids, whether they're girls or boys, they're feeling very alone. They're not feeling supported. There's a there's a missing piece a in void. their life. There's, there's a, a void. void. Yeah. And the predators, the pimps, they know how they to find they take those advantage. voids. Yeah. And when we can try to eliminate those voids and really build up that familial relationship to say, hey, I got you and I love you, instead of being like, man, I wish there was a mom and dad who cared about me in my life, or man, they don't even know who I am and what's going on in my life, it's a little easier to invite someone else on the outside in, and that outside person may not always be a safe person in these kids' lives. Yeah, there's there's a, something I, I learned a long, long time ago, that if a daughter feels that void that I talk about from a father, the father's absent, he's in the home, but he's still absent, or he's really absent, um, Oftentimes, that daughter will go running to the arms of another boy, man, uh, to try to fill that daddy void. And uh, so it is so important as fathers that are listening in and mothers who can help convey this to their husbands who are not listening in um, to make sure that uh, 
that that father is um, there. Uh, and here, a couple things that that I thought were important, Kelsey, growing up for both you and Trevor, were, were to consider your activities important. That's why I went to your basketball games. That's why I went to your track meets. That's why I went to Trevor's track meets and cross country meets. Uh, you know, and I, I almost think my record has got to be in the high 90 percent even though I traveled for work it wasn't one of those dads who kind of went 50 50 or 60 40 or 70 30 it was probably 98 point something you know I really believed in that also believe in um you know, we used to play um, a game called Upside Down Babies when you were a, 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 a little... Oh, my. We're going here, folks. <laughs> well, it, 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 it basically, it was just daddy and the kids kind of uh, wrestling uh, with my with my feet up in the air, lifting you up and holding you and, and calling it something and just having a good, good time. Um, and, and a lot of fathers go, oh, yeah, I'm still there. I do that. We wrestle. We, we you know... But summers around the age of 11 and 12, especially with our daughters, we we kind of think, well, they're maturing, they're developing, you know, okay, a little more hands hands off. Now, I think, yes, there's there's just appropriate touch and there needs to be touch all the days. Even to this day with, with you as my adult daughter, there's a hug and there's a kiss and there's a, you know, um, and, and there always was. And, there, and dads, I just want to say to you, don't give up on that, you know. Even if your daughter kind of goes, yeah, dad. You know, um, if when you're appropriate and you hug appropriately, it's still the right thing to do all, all your life. And um, there's also a thing called, uh, you know, I may not spend much time with my kids, but what I do spend is quality time. I, I don't go for that. I believe that if there's not a multitude of time, a lot of time. An hour every once in a while, quality time. We do something special once a week, and that's it. It is not going to do it. It has to be an abundance of good, even boring time. Abundance of boring time is better than one something special quality time kind of thing. And um, but there is something about the intentionality, Kelsey. You mentioned I was intentional. I there were times we'd go on a a, a ski trip, snowboard for you guys, but skiing for mom and I. And I'd be thinking ahead of time things that I wanted to discuss as a family in the car on the way up, mm. you know, because I wanted to convey some principles. And uh, and I knew we were all stuck in a car for two and a half hours. It was going to be, here are some things that we're going to cover. And uh, and we also remember the the, the comedy tape, cassette tapes, who's, what's, a, what's a cassette tape that we used to stick in and we listened to over and over and over. We had some family traditions. We started and developed some traditions that, you know, even when you'd heard the tape, you know, 35 times, the 36th time was still, we laugh at the same places just because uh, they were fun. Those are special, special times. And even again to this, there's some single moms who are going to be listening to this. I think the same principles apply. And I think it's a little bit harder, though, sometimes with a dad, like you said, uh, when the daughter's growing up, dads sometimes go, I don't know how to relate to her anymore. But to just still keep trying and to give that hug even if it's a pull away or dad or whatever it's still that effort goes so far and and encouragement um 
there is a difference between saying things, um, Dad, that you don't believe, uh, you know, you are the, you can be the next president of the United States, you know, if you believe it, you go ahead and say it, but you know, if you don't believe it, you know, but there's a lot of good things, you know, Kelsey, you are beautiful. And I can say that because I honestly believe that. Yeah. And, and girls need that. And, it's so, they don't hear and, it often and, and they're and, hearing it from people they shouldn't be hearing it and from. Inside and outside beauty, you know, talk about that. And, and it's a balancing act, dad, because you don't want to put so much emphasis on appearance um, and say sexuality part, you know, oh, honey, you're so sexy looking, you know, don't, that's not what I'm talking about. You're beautiful inside, outside, you know, I like, I like that dress. It's modest. It's nice. It makes you look attractive, all those kind of things. Those are hearing them from dad is very important. And again, I wasn't perfect. If, if I could go back and, and be a father again, now that I'm a lot older, I've learned some things that, oh, how I wish I, I would have done just a little bit better. But I knew there were some there are some things that I did right, and I look at fatherhood as a general, uh, in a general sense, and I think, oh, so many fathers, if they would just do this, would be, they'd be happier as fathers, their kids would be happier as children, and, uh, and, and everyone benefits in the long run. Well, after listening to Heart Ranch, Ho'olanapua, those stories and how they got started and why they got started. I think we want people to be inspired that they can volunteer time in their local community, find a local heart ranch in their community or a Ho'olanapua or something similar, or maybe it's nothing to do with like horse therapy or sexual exploitation, but they're passionate about a different cause. We it's, just want people it's to- It's a soup kitchen. To, it's a, yeah. So take you everyone has time right everyone has time we all to have give. 24 hours a day yep and it's how we choose to spend that 24 hours some people have resources maybe they have a house that has a few extra rooms that they can turn into a meeting room or a place for uh someone to stay who's struggling with an addiction i don't know but we all have resources that we can give to help other people and some of us have money to give. Not everyone. Some people are living paycheck to paycheck and we understand that. But I do truly believe that we all have time, resources, money, but we all come from a family too. And so that's why we wanted to touch on the familial relationship that even if you listen to these stories and you're like, yeah, I'm not interested in volunteering and yeah, I don't really want to give my house or my car, use them to do something special or I don't want to donate time. We do want to inspire that you you can be more intentional with your family. And if you're not a parent, like I'm not a parent, I'm an auntie. And I've really enjoyed pouring into some of the local kids here in this community just as an auntie. And we've done aunties nights where some of us single gals and even a couple of gals who their kids have grown up and they've gone to school. And so they're kind of kidless right now. They come and participate in these auntie nights and we bring 11 and 12 year old girls over and we do tea parties. We've done self-defense classes, but all of these classes have been intentional to give these 11, 12 year old girls tools that they can utilize when they're growing up and starting to come across issues they've never come across as they enter the adolescent years. But 
we're not waiting for the mom and dad to do it. I mean, we want to empower them, of yeah. course, but we also believe it takes a village yeah. and that aunties and uncles are a huge part in that village. And so we're not, don't, don't tune us out if you're not a parent. There's just so much that we can do to help our kiddos and help defeat these horrible things like sexual exploitation. And it can just begin in our own family. How about we close uh, with you going back and telling a little bit of a story of back in your childhood when we went fishing. I think uh, just about a month ago, you caught, uh, I saw the picture, a huge fish in Africa. But it, it started years ago and uh, might be a good way to wrap this podcast. Well, yeah, I just would say we've had a lot of good father-daughter times. And I remember many weekends that you would wake us up early. Sometimes it was just me without Trevor. Sometimes it was the both of us. And we'd go to a local lake in Colorado Springs and stay for a few hours and cast line and talk and maybe not talk even. Sometimes it was just silent and we would fish. But I think that time spent with each other, and again, talking about intentionality, it really meant a lot. And I don't know if I really knew it at the time, but as I've reflected a lot about how my life is the way it is, uh, I do contribute our relationship as a father-daughter relationship to have a major contribution to who I am today. And it's those little moments of fishing. And yeah, I love fishing now. I'm a boat captain out on the ocean. I love the water. There's a lot of things that have probably stemmed from just you being involved in my life. But I think that's a very special thing. And so we hope that more families can just be encouraged. If you're already doing these things, just keep doing it. And if they're not in vain. It's making a difference. And it may come into fruition many, many years later. Uh, but it's it's making a, an, an impact. Tell us a little bit about Moi Moi. Uh, it hasn't been the intent of this podcast per se, but it's the sponsor of, of this podcast. And uh, for listeners who maybe jumped right to this one and haven't heard the others, what's Moi Moi all about? Well, I would encourage our listener to uh, listen to episode two and episode three. So Heart Ranch and Ho'olanapua and hear their stories because it's those stories that have actually inspired me to start Moi Moi Market, which is spelled M-O-I, M-O-I Market. And it's a .com if you want to go check it out online. We're a one-stop shop. We sell products of purpose. And what we do is we take what we make from those products that in which we sell and we dedicate 10% of our profits to Heart Ranch and Ho'olanapua because I believe in the power of giving back through a business. And it's not just that 10% because the products themselves, every single Moi Moi product is already a give back product. It is, exactly. One of my favorite products is a Starfish Project brand and they do jewelry. And it started by a friend of mine, Jenny McGee. Her passion is to help women out of sexual exploitation. And we're going to feature her here on this podcast, the Talking Story podcast, a little later. But here it is, these women who have been given a second chance. They are victims of sex trafficking, victims of sexual exploitation. They've since been rescued, given us another opportunity to make money. And here they are making jewelry, selling it. 
And that jewelry that's being sold through Moi Moi Market is now helping the kids and the keiki here in Hawaii. So it's a really cool like circle effect where the women in Southeast Asia are actually now helping women here or girls or, or boys here in Hawaii just because we have dedicated 10% of our profit to giving back. So it's a it's a cycle effect. And I think every business can give us at least something back. Maybe it's not 10%, maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 2%, but just being able to look at your business and say, hey, we have a little bit of money here. Let's use that to better our community or let's use that to support a cause or a nonprofit. Because folks, nonprofits, it is not easy to raise money in the nonprofit sector. And some nonprofits are struggling day to day. And why can we not use our businesses, which are for profits, to then give back to the nonprofits? Because what they're doing is fabulous. And we just wanna try to take maybe a little bit of that pressure off of them of going, gosh, where, how, are we, how are we gonna keep our lights on? And maybe some businesses can start doing that and start helping keep lights on or buying beds or supporting and sponsoring children or building boreholes in Kenya, Africa. There's a lot of opportunities out there. So we wanna shed light to those opportunities, uh, make it practical for people to participate in helping these causes, whether it's just purchasing a piece of jewelry, whether it's purchasing a coffee mug, uh, all of those are really powerful ways. And some people are able to do more. They can spend $35,000 and build a school in the Maasai community in Africa, which is fabulous and more power to you. And we wanna be able to give you tools to connect with people so you can do that as well. But again, there's all spectrums, there's all levels, there's all financial, incomes and we understand that but i think everyone can participate in making this world a better place so we really believe that money and demand is why we have a lot of our issues that we have and it's also money and demand that can help alleviate the issues in which we're seeing in the world today so what website um, would people go to if they want to learn just a little bit more or they're curious about uh, some of the things that are on your heart Kelsey, some of the organizations and groups that you personally are, are helping support, if they wanted more information, where did they go? So check out moimoimarket.com. Again, M-O-I-M-O-I market.com. And you guys, the blog's there as well. So we're going to have blogs going on every single week based on the Talking Story podcast. So if you hear something that you're interested in or want to go see what past podcasts have been about, you can, of course, go to your podcast platform, but you can also check out our blog and find us on social media. We're the Talking Story Podcast on Instagram, and then you can find Moi Moi Market also on Instagram. So we're all in a way related because we really believe by sharing the story here on the Talking Story Podcast will allow people to understand the importance behind the product. It's not just a product, and that's what I've discovered in this journey the last couple years of traveling and talking to people. It's this discovery of, oh my gosh, we're either empowering or we're enslaving just by how we purchase products and that we can do something to help better the world. And then that took a step forward, and that's the creation of this Talking Story podcast where now I'm inspired by people who have started nonprofits. They may not have products to sell, but they have time to give, they have resources to give, and they've done something to 
I mean, guys, I'm just going to let you know, we got the opportunity to talk to some folks in Kenya, Africa, who are part of the largest family in the world. And this one man, he is my idol. You're going to hear the story about him a little later. But he... Mr. Charles Mully. Charles Mully. He has started the largest orphanage in in the world. With 15,000 kids have already gone through, plucked many of them off the streets of Nairobi, sleeping in a cardboard box, and he went at night and picked them up and took them. Anyways, great, great stuff. It's a great story. We're going to feature them. And and so again, he didn't. he's not selling a product, no. but he has time and he has resources, and that's what he's chosen to use to help better the world. So that's what we've expanded on. So it's... An ordinary person doing extraordinary things and that's what this podcast is all about and we believe that is you have a great day guys thanks for joining us today on the talking story podcast we hope you feel encouraged and inspired be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the talking story podcast your hosts bob and kelsey want to hear from you be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moy Moy Market, a one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.